0: Typically on this show, I talk with people about niche bands that not everybody's heard of. I like to share stories about people that found their favorite band through a twist of fate and wouldn't have ever heard of them if that one particular event hadn't occurred. Like if that kid in my middle school guitar club had taught me how to play the riff to any other song besides Seven Nation Army, I would be a completely different person right now. But on this episode, I talked with someone about the one band on the planet that these rules don't apply to. It's a testament to the band, really, because even if you're like me and you don't like the Beatles, you know they exist, you know the names of the band members, you know the words to their songs. So if the Beatles are your band, you didn't find them through a twist of fate. You found them because it's impossible not to. It's like the Beatles gave the entire world an opportunity to be their fan, and whether or not you took them up on the offer was up to you. Sandy Borowski is someone who took them up on the offer and she's been a Beatles fan since the 60s when she was just nine years old. Um, 1964,
1: when my mom bought me um, on the Tolly label, P.S. I Love You. And then I saw them in the Ed Sullivan show and I saw Ringo and I fell in love with them and I just never stopped.
0: Because she was experiencing the Beatles in real time, she was captivated by how different they were compared to everything else at the time. And how influential they remained over the decades.
1: I think it was music, the lyrics, and you got to remember back then, it was, they looked so different. It was almost like, you know, we never saw anything like that before. That, you know, for when they started, the lyrics were groundbreaking, and then they continued to be groundbreaking throughout their entire career. I mean, we went through, they took us through the mod, they took us through the LSD period, they took us through All You Need Is Love. And even to this day, when there's marches, you hear people singing, give peace a chance. You hear people singing, imagine. I mean, that, that's something that shows you how long they can endear to the people.
0: Sandy has been following the Beatles for her entire life and has been going to their shows every chance she gets.
1: Um, I followed them all my life and then i had tickets to see them in 65 at chase stadium but unfortunately i ended up in the hospital so i couldn't see them and then i saw them in 66 when they played chase stadium again and that was a high point of my life then i've been following them ever since i saw ringo the first time he ever played in saratoga performing arts center 29 years ago and I remember it distinctly because I was eight months
0: pregnant. Sandy is the administrator of the Four Beatles Fans Facebook page, and after going on a Beatles-related excursion in England, the members of the page gave her an idea.
1: I have a Facebook page, and uh, a, a actually a Facebook Beatle page, and I was sharing, you know, what I was seeing over in in the UK, and people were like, "You got to write about this. You just have to write about it," and that's how it started. But I've been writing since I was a young kid. So, but writing about the Beatles just since my uh, second trip over.
0: So then she wrote the book.
1: My first Beatle book was about, um, it's like a travelogue. And it just was telling me about the different places I had been. And basically the same book, um, the new book that's just coming out, Exploring um, Fab Four Landmarks, is basically the same thing. But different places that I had been to.
0: And some of the people on Sandy's Facebook page have become her friends. Facebook
1: can be bad and also can be so good.
0: They've met because of the Beatles, they've bonded over them, and they've become increasingly close over the years.
1: Well, I think you have a common bond, which makes it easier to start off with, and then you just go from there. Now, I have friends in London um, that I started out making friends with because of the band, and then we went from there. like one of my friends, I come to find out it's a movie actor. I had no idea. To me, he was just like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's Bart, and that was the end of it. But um, it, it, you have a common bond, and it just seems to go from there. If you click, you click, and sometimes you don't click. An and I have been friends, I think it, said it was like six or seven years, um, we c- Talk to each other constantly, literally on the phone. Um, I have stayed at his house. He, he just became a grandfather, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's more than just a Beatle relationship at this point. It's just like, you know, he, he's, he's my nephew. I call him my nephew. He calls me his aunt. So it's all good. And some
0: of Sandy's friends that she met through the band have taken her on journeys around Liverpool to Beatles landmarks
1: things um it's never a tour per se where it's like you know you pay for a tour my friends take me places they all live in liverpool and they know places that other people don't know about and like you know um the butcher shop where george worked as a but as a delivery person comes to find out one of my friends actually worked in that same butcher shop and actually drove or rode, I'm sorry, rode the bike that George rode to deliver goods in.
0: Now, how you like that for connection? Sandy also has a pretty awesome story about the time she was serenaded by Ringo Starr.
1: When I went to see them in 66, like I said, 65, I couldn't go because I was in the hospital. Um, I had made friends at one of our local disc jockeys. And again, Beetle connection. And he had said to me, what well, do you want to meet them? And I was like, yeah, course I do so I was supposed to meet them at Chase Stadium well I got off the bus and I got lost trying to meet this his name was Lee and I got lost I lost Lee so I never got to meet the Beatles which to this day bothers me and then two years ago Ringo Starr was playing in Albany New York now when I, I bought the tickets I had third row seats And at the time when I bought them, I didn't need a wheelchair. Um, When the time came closer to the concert, I ended up having to have major major surgery. I had my hip replaced and I was in a wheelchair. The day of the concert, um, I was just, well, I had been talking to the person at the Palace Theater in Albany trying to figure out even if I could attend the concert because I had to be in a wheelchair. They told me, my doctors told me I couldn't go and I'm like watch me it's not going to happen I'm going so long story short she fixed it for me to go um, I actually was closer to than the third row and they all came out and said hello to me Barb stuck her head out around the door and waved the band came down and talked to me and I had taken pain pills so I didn't even know thinking I think I know these people but I thinking none of this is really happening i'm just like super high because you know i'm on 10 milligrams of pain pills <laughs> and then he ringo always takes a break he always leaves the stage comes back out and he has on a new shirt and he you know continues the show Well, when he took the break, the man that was with me for the night, like, I guess you could say my bodyguard from the theater, came and got my wheelchair and brought me down to the stage. I'm thinking, okay, this is strange. Ringo comes back out and he's looking right at me and he's singing to me. So I'm thinking, oh, wow, these drugs are really cool. So the next day I called the theater and I I thanked her immensely for what she had done for me. And I said to her, yeah, it looked like Ringo was singing to me. And she's like, he was looking for you. He was actually, he knew about you when he was actually looking for you. He was singing to you.
0: The Beatles are the one thing in Sandy's life that no matter what the circumstances, they can bring her happiness.
1: They bring me joy. If I'm down, I can just pop in any album at all and I'm good to go. They just bring me happiness, peace. It's like my drug of choice. In fact, I had, um, a heart attack a while ago. And my son was like his, laughing at me later. He's like, you're the only one who can go in the ER with a heart attack with the nitro and be singing Beatles songs while you're in there. And I'm like, hey, I, w- I was fine. Leave me alone. She
0: has also passed down the torch and made a huge Beatles fan out of her son.
1: Well, I mean, my son is 28 and Paul McCartney was here a bit ago. He was here actually the same time Ringo was. And I took him and he was like, we, we had nosebleed seats, because the only thing I could afford. And he was, like, beside himself. Couldn't see Paul. Just You couldn't see him. because You had to watch the monitors. And all he kept saying to me is, I'm breathing the same air as Paul. I'm, I'm in the same room as Paul. I can't believe that he's 28. <laughs> he was like, and looking at him
0: made me smile. Sandy counts herself super fortunate to have been able to witness the Beatles when they were actually around. She grew up with them as they evolved as a band, And now while the younger generations of fans are envious of that, Sandy is committed to telling them everything that went on back then to preserve the memories before the first generation fans are gone.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, I I consider myself blessed. I really do. I have a friend who, um, a Facebook friend, I've talked to her a few times on the phone, but um, she's naturally, you know, so much younger than I am. And she's just like, I wish I could have been there. I, I wish I could have seen them. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm buying all this stuff, you know, the 1964 magazines. And she's like, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I got the hat. <laughs> and she's like, I just really wish I was born back then. And, and instead of getting everything so old and secondhand and thirdhand and on the Beatle page were great ones for trying to educate the younger group coming in, because once we're gone, they, they don't have anybody.
0: Sandy second Beatles book, Exploring Fab Four Landmarks, is set to release in May and will be published by Covenant Books.
1: It's available on Amazon. It's going to be um, available on Kindle, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, yes, I said that. And uh, also hard copy. What it is, is it's going to be like this this second book that I wrote, it's going to be a travel journal, and there's going to be color photos, there is 20 color photos, there's photos, basically for every other pair, um, every other chapters is got a folk color photo in it. Here's footnotes. We elaborate on certain things, certain things we don't elaborate on. I was actually one of the fir- few, first few people that was there when this, the gates at Strawberry Fields got painted yellow. Um, when we arrived, it was actually still dripping yellow paint, which totally freaked us out.
0: What is your favorite Beatles album?
1: Oh, Revolver. No questions asked. Favorite song? Uh, Tomorrow never knows
0: and if the Beatles were alive all of them and listening to this right now What is one thing that you'd want to tell them?
1: I love you and thank you so much for the music And for being part of my life
0: I'd like to thank sandy for talking with me on the show and for teaching me a little bit about the Beatles impact on her life and the world Thank you for listening to Fan of the Band, and if you liked what you heard, please give the show a good rating on iTunes, and never stop listening.